Welcome to What's Going On, the weekly podcast and videocast of First United Methodist Church in Yankton, South Dakota. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of What's Going On. I'm Pastor Katie here at First United Methodist in Yankton, South Dakota, and I'm glad you could join me for this episode. Uh, I did promise in the last episode that I would not talk about volunteering this time, so I'm going to keep my promise uh, mostly and just say, hey, I hope that you are finding ways to plug into the life and ministry of the church as we continue to expand the kingdom of God here in Yankton and beyond. Um, Today, what I would like to do is uh, share a little bit about my time in retreat and some of the the things that I learned and was reminded of and encouraged by in the hopes that uh, that can be the same for you. So uh, this early this week, I went on a clergy women's retreat and was joined by clergy women from North and South Dakota and uh, from Minnesota, uh, all United Methodist clergy women. And this is the second retreat that we've done like this. Last year, the retreat centered around children's literature and finding faith and and God and and God's truth in children's literature, which inspired our Finding Faith series this year. Um, And that was really a beneficial and fruitful time for me. And so I was excited to go back this year. This year, the theme was around um, art and creativity and Um, using art in in helping our prayer and devotional life, but then also mimicking um, God's creative process and in finding creative outlets and ways to express ourselves other than just uh, through our words, which as pastors, that's kind of our go-to is is we tend to express ourselves by what we say. Um, And so this was uh, pushing a lot of us outside of our comfort zones in in one way or another. And there was a lot of variety of the types of things that we did, um, but it was really fun. And so one of the things I'm going to do, if you're watching the podcast, you might notice um, that I'm going to be looking up and down. And that is because I'm going to be doing something that I'll share a little bit later on in the podcast. Um, And so one of the things I wanted to talk about was um, how we reflect the image of God. So one of the things that we believe uh, as Christians uh, is that we are made in the image of God. And this comes directly from the first chapter, the first book of the Bible in Genesis, where it says that in the image of God, uh, he created them male and female, he created them. And so um, there is a very real way in which we, are like God, in which we have characteristics that are similar um, to God, in that um, the ones that we don't, we also believe that the Holy Spirit works within us to create in us those characteristics, and we call that going on to perfection. We call it sanctification, that the Holy Spirit is working within us to make us more and more like God, to make us more and more like Christ in particular. But we already have some understanding that as human beings, that we have been uniquely created in the image of God and theologians and uh, pastors over the course of the history of the church. One of the ways that we've kind of determined that we reflect God is in our creative capacity. Um, If you look in, in the animal kingdom, you look elsewhere, you see uh, not in the same way Um, creativity expressed, but humans are unique in in our creative capacities, that we 
really have the ability to reflect. We have the ability to differentiate ourselves from our world. We have the ability to um, think about something and then sort of bring that into being. Um, not quite in the same way that God does. You know, God can just say it and there it is. I don't know if that sound was made, but uh, you get the idea. We have to manipulate and use other sources and resources in order to create, but that we do that, that we can look at something and, and see possibilities of something else within it. There is um, a gentleman in our church who for, doesn't do it anymore, but for a while was making jewelry and making jewelry out of found items. And so would repurpose something like an old clip-on earring and make it into a ring or take a piece of shell and turn it into a necklace or, you know, that's a really creative thing. Again, looking at something and not seeing just what is there, but what it could be. I used to go thrifting with a couple of girls that I knew in seminary, and they both were very proficient on the sewing machine. And it was fascinating going shopping with them because when I went shopping for clothes, I saw the clothing for what it was and whether or not it fit me or uh, suited my body as it was. And they would look at a piece of clothing and they could see possibilities. So even if it didn't work for them as it was, they could say, you know, I can make this little adjustment here. I could do this thing and then this is going to work great. Or this, I'll turn this thing and make it into something completely different. Their creative juices were unlocked through their um, skill that they had uh, that I did not have. <laughs> and so... Um, yeah, this creative capacity is something that I think when we connect into it, in some ways we are connecting into the divine that is within us, um, that we are in touch with the image of God uh, that is within every human being. And we're all creative in different ways. So like I said, for clergy women, our go-to typically is to be creative in, in our words. We write sermons, we preach sermons, we are trying to communicate the word of God in a way that is accessible and understandable, trying to find images um, that we can share, stories that we can share that really uh, bring uh, the scripture to life. That is kind of, I would say, for most of us, our creative capacity comes through our words. But there are many ways in which uh, we are creative. Uh, in our church in particular, one of the things that I see is creativity through music and creating music and coming together and um, finding ways to harmonize, finding ways to complement one another, finding ways to bring, you know, a bunch of different bells that can then play together and form music or, you know, a praise team that is coming together and each element has to do its own thing, but yet they somehow sync together and it just works. Um, you know, the choir with their beautiful voices. Um, that's creativity. That is creating something out of nothing. You know, there's silence and then you bring forth beautiful music together. And that's, um, I think, a beautiful reflection of the church. Again, of our, the image of God that resides within us, but also the image of God that resides within the community of the church, that we together can create things that are beautiful and wonderful and good as God had said. So I want to talk about some of the different things that we did, some of the things that um, I tend to do in my creative outlet. Um, 
and some of maybe the hangups that we, we get caught up in. And one of the first hangups that I want to talk about is um, believing that in order to spend time creating something, we have to produce something awesome. Um, that in order for creativity to be worthwhile, that we would have to somehow be able to master whatever medium or form uh, of creativity that we are doing. And if that's the case, then so many of us, I think, would be so limited in what we could do if, if we don't excel at it, the belief that we shouldn't do it, um, I think is really limiting and harmful. I wanna show you something. We have a person in our church that makes incredibly gorgeous handmade cards. This is the one that I got uh, for Easter this year. These cards are so unbelievably beautiful that I want to frame all of them because they are little works of art. Are they not? Isn't that not the cutest look? I mean, it's like 3D. It's got a bow on. I love it. Um, I like to make cards. My cards are nowhere near, nowhere near this level. If I thought that for me to be able to make cards that they had to all look like this, um, then I wouldn't make cards. And I wouldn't have the joy of just trying things out and um, creating something that I can give to someone else. I don't have to be the best at something in order to find joy in the process, which is again what I want us to get to, and that creativity isn't about what the end product is, it's about the process. Um, I think the person who makes these takes a lot of joy in their process, but then also probably takes a lot of joy in, in being able to give these and in, in the appreciation. But I will also say that the people I've given handmade cards to took a lot of joy in them, even if they weren't as beautiful as this one, because when you get a card, it's not really about the card, is it? It's about the intention and it's about the love and the consideration behind the card. So <clears throat> um, so I do dabble in that. I, I dabble in a lot of things. Um, one of the things that is a consistent thing for me, and again, doesn't take a lot of necessarily big decision-making things, is um, I am someone who likes to color. Uh, you know, uh, it's probably been about 10 years since there was kind of this adult coloring resurgence and it's still sort of lingering around. And I'm someone who really um, took hold of that. And for me, um, it's about the process, uh, the actual coloring process. It, it, it is a meditative experience for me. It's often a prayerful experience. Um, I use it a lot when I'm trying to think through sermons or think through how, how do I want to say something. Uh, the coloring engages my mind in a different way to help me focus on one thing rather than kind of ping-ponging everywhere. And so I'll share some of the coloring that I've done in sermon prep for you. If you ever like come into my office and you see markers on my desk and stuff and you're like, is Katie just coloring in her office? Well, some days I am, but it's because I'm trying to work out in my brain how to say the things that I'd like to say. Um, uh, people process differently and this is a creative outlet that I have found works for me so I like to create uh, color I so I didn't draw this this is from a coloring book um, I like to just pick colors and then uh, create different things so this is um, if you are listening to it uh, it's like a bunch of mandalas kind of all overlapping each other 
Oh, I've got another one here. Again, I just like to pick different colors and then, it, you know, these will take me, uh, depending on how much writing I have to do in a week, um, probably a couple of weeks to finish one. Again, because I'm just as I need to think and then do a little section or do a little part and then set it down and, and move on. Uh, sometimes they're a little bit smaller. Uh, sometimes I don't like it. This is one that I would say that in the process of it, I was like, I don't like these colors together. Uh, and I was really hating it here, but then as it got like more complete, I was like, oh, you know, it's actually not that bad. So I think that was another lesson for me in that as well as like when you're in the midst of something, you can't judge in that moment whether it's a good thing or not. Like commit to the process, wait to see where it's going because it might feel like a mess in the middle, but then it turns out to be something really cool and really beautiful. Here's another one that's a little bit smaller, a little bit, uh, but really pretty. I really like those colors together. Um, again, some of these, this, this, I just printed off the internet. Um, so it's not like you even need to go out and buy a special book. If you have a printer, uh, you can get these. Uh, this is from a book I've been trying to work through. It says, wherever you go, go with all your heart. Again, this was another one that I started coloring it and I just wasn't in love with it. And it wasn't until I got pretty much done with it that I was like, you know what? That's actually kind of cool. Um, so again, and I don't know where I'm going when I start and I don't know how it's going to turn out. Sometimes you have to stick with things, even if when, after you start, you feel like, I don't know if I wanted to do this. Maybe that's another good lesson in life. Uh, this is a really, I like this message. <laughs> you got this with a big heart. Um, so this one I've actually pulled out for like Zoom meetings and stuff. And if I'm trying to be encouraging, I'll just hold it up and you got this. Uh, and then just to show you, like, here's what I'm working on right now. So, uh, I've been gone for the last few days. This is just the little pieces I have left, but you see, like, it just slowly slowly I, I work on these and then and then when I get done I move on to another one but oftentimes then they go in a drawer because it's not about the end product it's about the process it's not about um, what can I do with this it's about um, just allowing some creativity to come out of you allowing yourself to just make something maybe it's not the same as what is in your head but that doesn't make it bad that was one of the things I, I reflected on a lot this weekend as we were challenged to draw things. I'm not great at drawing. I'm, I'm a little bit of a doodler, but not great. Um, where I felt like I had an idea in my head of something that I thought would be cool and then would just sit there and be like, I have no idea how to execute that. I have no idea how to make that happen. Um, and then feeling very self-conscious about it because there's something vulnerable about creating and putting something out in the world that once lived in here because if it stays in here then no one else has access to it but when we put it out into the world um, you're also putting it out there and it's exposed to both um, judgment and criticism but also praise and appreciation and value and so I think oftentimes we kind of close ourselves up out of fear of, again, if I'm not the best, if what I create is like, be, if it's not beyond criticism, then I don't want to do it. Um, and I think that's the wrong way to live. Instead, I think God invites us to be vulnerable and to put ourselves out there and to create even if it's not perfect, because we're not perfect. And if only the people who were perfect were allowed to create, nothing would be created. Art wouldn't exist. 
you know, I was watching or I saw read an article or something where they have new technology now where they can see the layers of paint and they've been using that to look at these masterpieces and you can see kind of the variations of the the painting, like the process in which the painter used to get to the final product and how they would paint something and then be like, nope, I don't like that. And they'd, they'd cover over it. Um, and that's something that probably we were never meant to see, but I think it's helpful because again, we tend to think that if it's not perfect on the first try, uh, it's not for me. If, if I'm not great at something, um, there's no room for me to learn. And I think for so many of us, the creative process needs to be free from that. And it just needs to be, um, if, it, if I can find joy in it, if the process can be fun, then, um, then it's fruitful, then it's useful. So one of the things we got to do while we were there, and I think it really kind of emphasized this whole lesson that I was learning, is we did like a canvas night where they had someone come in and teach us how to do a painting. And so all of us are creating the same painting. But of course it all comes out differently because of who we are, <coughs> because of our skill level, because of our ability to follow instructions, because of our own what we think looks good. Um, uh, so that was really fun. But it was also just really fascinating because again, it just came out how how much of, uh, please don't judge, don't judge mine. Oh, yours is so great. Mine is so terrible. Like we have this just innate within us, negative self-talk and innate worry that, that if we produce something that everyone else is gonna judge it. Um, and in that space, it seemed almost ridiculous because all of us were so supportive of each other and so um, eager to embrace one another. But we found, I think it found, it was hard for us to embrace our own um, art and our own efforts. Um, even if we liked it, we might look at someone else and go, oh, well, theirs is so much better. Um, and again, I think that takes away from it because the whole point was that process together, the creative process of trusting the process of, of um, putting yourself out there and trying something and creating something, even if it isn't like the best thing ever, but you put yourself out there, you, this came out of you. Um, and so I want to share what it was that we did because it was... It brings me a lot of joy, and I think I'm going to keep it in my office for a while. Uh, this is the painting that we did. Well, this is the one that I did, so this is what mine looks like, and I don't have anyone else's to share with you. Um, and it was called Photobomb because of this little little guy in the corners photobombing. I added the live and joy because for me, these two are just joyful. Like I just imagine that they are having a blast, that they are laughing, uh, and that this is just a really fun and funny moment that is captured in this uh, painting. And so uh, for me, like I really enjoyed the process of this. It was fun to watch it come together and I enjoy my painting. I mean, I looked around and I'd be like, oh, some people did better at filling the canvas than I did. Some people, their their afro was nice and big and went all the way to the top of the canvas. Uh, some people, their eyes were a little cuter than mine, but these are my little guys. 
and I'm gonna love them and I'm gonna love this painting and, and the reminders of of this time, this retreat away, and also the reminder to not be so critical, um, but to try to find joy and to live in joy. And I've found that being creative can be very joyful. Um, that that I think it is an, is an essential part of us. Maybe visual arts isn't your creativity. Um, we also did like some modeling with Play-Doh, which my, my son, Ethan in particular, that is his jam. He loves Play-Doh. Um, he's not so much into coloring. He's not so much into some other things, but he loves to make things with Play-Doh. And so for him, that might be a great creative outlet for him. Um, you know, maybe there's other ways in which you find uh, a creative outlet. You know, I'm always amazed when we go to the um, riverboat days down in the park where they have all the different vendors and the way that they repurpose things is just amazing to me or you know looking at the wood crafters or the carpenters and and the beautiful things that they can take a piece of wood and see within it um on on the drive home there was a house on the highway that had a tree that must have come down and someone had carved a giant squirrel in that tree uh, tree stump and I didn't see it on the way there I was too busy driving but my passenger did and pointed it out to me on the way home and again just marvel at the creativity of I don't know that I ever would have saw that in that tree stump but someone did someone looked at a tree stump and said I think I can make something out of that and it just reminds me that God you know made all of us that God conceived of us and crafted us and that we are handcrafted, that we are unique, that we are on purpose, that we are an act of creative energy from God. Um, like that's pretty cool to me that um, and, and that we can, that we in, in creating even just silly things like this are in some way um, again, living out and reflecting that image of God. Um, and there's just something so satisfying. Again, even if it's not perfect, um, of just the process of watching something blank become something else, uh, watching something um, silent become something music. You know what I mean? All right, so uh, I told you I was drawing earlier and I, and I would explain it later so I'm going to do that now so um, one of the other ways that creativity can be really helpful is in our prayer life and and I kind of mentioned that when I color when I'm doing that that that's often a time of prayer or a time of meditation or contemplation on scripture or my sermon or whatever it is that I'm needing to deal with one of the other ways um, that you can use creativity in your prayer life is by something called praying in color. I, I, I've lent out my book on it, otherwise I would show that. Um, but basically you would take uh, whatever it is that you are praying for. So I was praying for our church, FUMC, First United Methodist Church. Uh, and then as you are circling that topic in circles and doodles and colors, uh, you're praying for it, you're meditating on it, you're thinking of the ways in which 
You want God to be a part of it, intercede the ways in which you are thankful for it, the ways in which um, you feel that there's areas that you want God to recognize or um, do something about. Whatever, and it can be a place, it can be a person, it can be a topic, it can be whatever. Whatever it is that, that is on your heart to pray for, you write that down and then you... So this time I did kind of squiggly lines and for me um, maybe each color would be a different sort of approach and so maybe the pink is um, as I'm circling it with pink I'm thinking of the things I'm thankful for maybe as I circle it in blue are areas where I feel like uh, we've experienced growth or, or need to experience growth uh, you know teals maybe um, things that I'm struggling with currently in the church or don't know how to solve a problem or or whatever so you start to see how um, this kind of prayer uh, one is creative but two for me in particular keeps me focused much longer than just closing my eyes and bowing my head because I maybe will start really strong but my brain and I don't know if yours does this what am I gonna eat for dinner oh this kid's got a doctor's appointment did I tell Jason about that Oh, I need to email that person back. Oh, did I, did someone send me a text about this? And pretty soon I am all over the place. For this, I can stay really focused on what I'm doing and what I want to focus on and who I want to be praying for. So that's one way you can use creativity to enhance your faith. So maybe for you, if music is kind of your creative outlet, maybe incorporating music into your prayer life, either listening to it or maybe using it, uh, singing your prayers, um, finding songs that really connect you with God, uh, playing music. I, uh, playing, I used to play piano a little bit. I'm not good. You will probably never see me play piano in front of the church. Um, but that was also a really wonderful time of prayer for, and meditation for me is to sit down and play old hymns or um, and, and praise music. I do it a little bit on the guitar, uh, but the piano, for whatever reason, was a little bit more uh, meditative for me than the guitar is. Um, so find whatever those things are, because one, <clears throat> I think it's really healing for our souls, especially if you're experiencing burnout, if you're experiencing mental health um, issues, or it's just become difficult. Uh, maybe this is the piece that you're missing is, is a creative outlet because it really does feed your soul to be creative. It really does, um, uh, what is there, there's a quote of something like, you know, there are things that you need to live, but then there are things that are make life worth living. And I think art is one of those things that makes life worth living, art and music and performance. And um, they are the things that bring joy to our souls. And so find the ways in which you can either appreciate it or experience it yourself, remembering that it's not about the finished product. It's not about being perfect. It's about um, allowing those creative juices to flow within you and, and in that way connecting with your divine creator um, because that's a big part of who God is and I think God made us in his image therefore it is a big part of who we are as well. 
So I hope this has been a nice little meditation for you. I hope that it encourages you to, if you've had a hobby that you've kind of gotten away from, maybe pick it up again. If there's something that you've always wanted to try, but you've been afraid because it's like, if I, I might be terrible at it, do it. Do it terribly. If it brings you joy in the process, do it. Who cares what other people think? Who cares if they don't, who cares if they don't like your art? If you like your art, great. All right. So it's my encouragement to you today. I hope that you have a wonderful day. Enjoy all of the things that are coming your way, including this beautiful weather. And make sure that you are plugging into the life of the church in all of the ways that we have available to you this month. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for joining us for this episode of What's Going On, a podcast of First United Methodist Church in Yankton, South Dakota. We'd love to have you join us for worship on Wednesday nights at 6.15 or Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. You can also worship with us online at firstumcyankton.org or find us on YouTube.